great. So, let's see what time hey, it is. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Oh, wait, whoa, 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 Daniel. Yeah. What are you wearing? Is that, is that a Wonder Woman outfit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're interviewing Ashley Mary Nunez. She's Wonder Woman on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. She loves Wonder Woman. So I thought this, you know, we hadn't really met before, so this is a nice way to introduce ourselves. Yeah, she's Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I am Wonder Woman as well today. What size is that outfit? Toddler. They, that's all they had. And it fits actually kind of comfortable. Yeah, it looks... You like the backside? Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all have been through it and I'm just I'm learning just like everyone else and one of the things that I've learned is to take that energy and put it into your work because if you just let it go you're just wasting you know talent and energy for something that you know could be great right and so it's, it's something hard it's obviously easier said than done mm-hmm. but it's something to be aware if you're aware of it like Mark that down, like take note of of that. And the more you take notes of when that feeling is happening, that anger is happening, um, you can use that to your advantage. Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Hustle Podcast, where we bring the stories and struggles of artists climbing the ladder of success and how they survive in the city of dreams, Los Angeles. As always, my name is Daniel Tuttle and I am your host. And with me as always, the man with the plan, to rob a bank that always goes awry because the one guy that comes on at the very end that's crazy and out of his mind, Mr. Michael Luther. Bonjour, mon ami. I, I, oh, hello. Uh, are you are you from Little Mermaid? Is that is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the what the 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 cook. Yes. The, <laughs> are you trying to cook me? Yeah. No. Hi. Hi. Hey, everyone. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> How are you, Daniel? I'm I'm great. How are you, Michael? Hey, I'm good. You I'm doing good. great? We have a fantastic episode for you guys. Oh, uh, yes. If you have not seen our website, we have a wonderful scream queen on today who has been in a few horror films directed by her brother. We'll mention that later. Uh, but I just want to ask real quick, Mike, what are some of your favorite horror films? I know we talked a little bit about it in the episode, but like, what are some other ones that maybe you didn't mention? Oh my goodness. I mean, Shutter Island is one of my favorite. But again, as you but that's, said, that's thriller. That's thriller. Um, when it comes to classic horror, mm-hmm. uh, I mean Frankenstein is uh, is got classic. I mean that it, it, that's classic. Uh, gosh, I, I realize like I, I fall more, I err more on the side of thriller than mm-hmm. than horror, but that's because scary movies, man, they they actually scare me. <laughs> I was you know uh, I, oh I, I remember mm-hmm. one embarrassing story. So uh, Kel, who you all know, our sound editor. He, he and I saw The Exorcism of Emily Rose in theaters. I did too. And oh my goodness, guys. I saw that with my best friend back in Kel Dallas, Richard Parker. was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kel was a scaredy cat. No, like we got home and he was shaking. Oh, like, Kel. Like he was so freaked out. Like we, we stayed up till like one or two in the morning Aww. or whatever. Um, and hugs, also Kel hugs. For him, signs. Oh, signs great. So, and I know that's kind of more thriller, but like... Every time the alien, you hear the aliens talk, oh, like Kel would like duck behind uh, <laughs> the couch. So, uh, yeah, those are some fun stories. I would, I'd say for me, like, um, I remember seeing that in theaters too, in the uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, I'd say for me, I, I mentioned the strangers in the episode. Um, I really liked la- the, the remake of Last House on the Left because I actually haven't seen the original. I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
Um, I really like that one. Um, just because I love the strong female getting her revenge, mm. you know. Um, oh, what's the film? You, you said something that reminded me. Oh, Interview with a Vampire. I don't know if that's horror, but it's like a horror drama-ish. It's like... I don't know. It's such what a to weird, but it's, that. I don't know. Like that's the, something kind of like as a different horror film mm-hmm. type of horror film that kind of came into mind. Um, the original Halloween, oh, and that's just fantastic. Is classic. I mean, this top notch. Um, and I would have to I, Freddy versus Jason. It's a bad, great movie, and I love it. <laughs> they fight, and it's fun. I actually recently just for the first time watched uh, the first. Um, Oh gosh! Friday Thirteenth? Uh, no, not Friday Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. There we go. With Johnny Depp and seeing young Johnny Depp, man, yeah. is just so it's so wild to think like he had no idea where he was about to go. Nope. Or anything. He was just in this movie. Doing I think his that was fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, I know, right? Think, if only the, we could be that successful. Ra- raking in those those, those uh, millions right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, that just so so fun watching that. I yeah. I realize I really enjoy the films just of that era, like the seventies, yeah. where they're really well, new. testing it. it. Yeah, it was new and it was experimental, mm-hmm. and the idea of. Uh, Freddy Krueger is so interesting because it's all about the nightmare. Yeah. He haunts your dreams. Yeah. That That's an interesting way to tell a story. Yeah. And speaking of dreams, um, this episode with Ashley Mary Nunez uh, is all about pursuing your dreams and pursuing what makes you happy. Yeah. And that we talked, we, we talk a lot about just that decision over time of I'm not happy where I am. And I want to be doing something else. And sometimes it is takes that moment of overall over time realizing I'm not happy. I, I I enjoy kind of what I do, but I'm not happy. And that's a big part of this discussion. And I think it's something that we all feel at times. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I I think and one of the things that I just loved when we met with Ashley and everything is just her energy, her she's, personality. Her personality is just charts. infectious, and she just she's beaming, and she's just so passionate mm-hmm. about horror films about comic books i'm so excited for you guys uh to get into uh some of the comic book talk that we uh we discussed but um yeah no i'm just excited for you guys to uh to catch you hear what you guys think on the other side absolutely so as as i said on today's episode i sit down with actress scream queen cosplayer and robot fighter and just overall awesome lady ashley mary Nunez. Ashley has been a horror fan since she was young. She has been in several horror films, including Inhuman Resources and All Through the House, the second being directed by her brother, Todd Nunez. Ashley also fought robots on the Sci-Fi Network in the Robot Combat League, coming in second in the competition and officially becoming the coolest mom at her kid's school. Some days you can see Ashley representing her hero, Wonder Woman, on Hollywood Boulevard next to Jack Sparrow and Spider-Man. So please, enjoy this fun and incredible chat with actress and robot butt kicker, Ashley Nunez. Take it away, Daniel. Well, right now I'm sitting with Ashley Mary Nunez. Ashley has been in such movies as All Through the House and Scary Larry. You can see her later on in the film Death Ward 13. She made it on the finals of the Robot Combat League on the Sci-Fi Network. You may also have seen her in the line for a John Carpenter photo op dressed at, at cons, dressed as Wonder Woman, Batgirl, or Elvira. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ashley Mary 
Nunez. Ashley, hello! Hello! <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. Was that accurate? That was, <laughs> that's that was very, pretty much spot on. Yes! You got it down. That's what research gets you, folks. It's finding out everything. So we don't need to ask any questions. It's great. All right. Interview, <laughs> Interview over. done. We don't need to talk about anything. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No problem. Uh, how is your day going? Um, a day so far has just started. Oh, good. Yeah, I was at the Renaissance Fair all day yesterday, so, and I guess I didn't get back until the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was pretty exciting. It was my first time now, going. Did you go dressed as Wonder Woman? I did, yes. yes. That's fantastic, because she's lived through centuries, so yeah, it makes she's, sense. she's been around forever, yeah. so it's like, it only makes sense. I mean, she's mm -hmm. been around during that time, so yeah. it makes sense. No, did you get weird, anybody weird looks, or was it a lot of like, oh my gosh, that's amazing? It was more oh my god it's amazing I couldn't figure out any other ways to say thank you because no Gracias. I mean it was thank you it was so nice everybody was so kind oh nice and uh, some of them were like that's the best Wonder Woman I've ever seen I'm like really because I'm in love with Gal right you know like I right. think she's amazing I'm so excited for the Wonder Woman movie nice um, which is why I you know love Wonder Woman now can you answer a question for me real quick yes do you, you have you read the Wonder Woman comics I've read the that? earlier comics this okay. last the the newest um, reboot I mm. haven't okay read the Wonder Woman I know okay I'm I I'm into Batgirl okay gotcha gotcha <laughs> the new 52 Batgirl okay. series so um uh, yeah I've just it's been a long time since Batgirl has been back from right. being Oracle, so it, I was really stoked to, you know, because she really didn't have a whole lot of time. Right. She's been in a wheelchair a majority of, mm -hmm. you know, her creation. My life, I think my whole life. Yeah. You know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like excited to see her back in action, so I was excited. So you may be able, so since you've read some of the earlier comics, you may be able to answer this question because I don't know this. How does she change into. Wonder Woman. Like Superman has his run and he opens mm -hmm. the, the shirt. Or the telephone booth. Or the telephone booth. Now I know in the TV show with Linda Carter she spun she around spun yeah. and that's it. Is that what she did in the comics or is she just kind of just appear as Wonder Woman? She kind of like just appeared and there have been some spins. Okay, so there have been some spins. Yeah, okay. there, there's some spins. There's like, I don't remember any phone booths or anything. That's like Superman's <laughs> and that's thing. A little, but that would be like a but parody homage type of a, Yeah, it's more of like a spin. Um, okay. Yeah, transformation. Okay. You just know she's just ready. She's ready. They go from, you know, oh, crisis. Okay, now I'm <laughs> now, now I'm here and I'm going to kick everyone's ass. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. So let's just start from the beginning. Okay. Um, you grew up uh, in uh, Contra Costa, California? Well, uh, Contra Costa County. Ah, gotcha. So okay. yes, I was actually born in San Pablo, California, okay. which is near Richmond. Right. And that's up in NoCal, correct? It, yes. But well, I grew up majority of my life in Vacaville. California. Oh, that's where he's from. No that's way! I went to Vacaville. I went to Bandit. Which okay, is I went to Bandit. Fairfield, I know where Bandit is. Travis Air Force. For those who's confused, we competed against each other. <laughs> For those who have been listening, you know that Michael, our producer, is from Vacaville. We are yes. just so they just they just discovered this. Also, our sound editor, uh, Kel Torados, is also from uh, Vacaville. Wait, what school did he go to? Uh, he went to Bandit like me also, as well. But okay, so do you know? Oh. Am I allowed to? No, please. Regina McGee, are you familiar? She's a little, um, probably, she's more my age. Okay. So the name doesn't Rhonda sound... McGee. Rhonda McGee? She's a little bit younger. No, that doesn't Hello, shout out to you guys if you are on the track. <laughs> shout out to Vacaville. We're in track. That's hilarious. Michael's face when she said Vacaville was almost like he just, she just said, 
you're having a child. Like, this <laughs> moment really of like this amazing surprise. It was well, you don't see this too often. Well, no, no, it was, it was amazing. I'm not making fun. Of it. it was so great to see this face. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, this is uh, one of the things I keep hearing from people just who come who live in Los Angeles for a long period of time. Uh-huh. It's one of the smallest towns in the world. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll mm-hmm. come here and you find someone knows the same person you do. But I have yet to run into someone <laughs> who said that I'm a ri- I'm from Vacaville. I lived right by Vaca High. Oh, that really? was like where I was yeah. Oh. But we, I did a lot of track meets at Vanden High. Yeah. I did a lot of runs, workouts there. Sure. Um I, yeah. I, actually, oh my god, my best friend from one of my other best friends from Vacaville, I think he might have gone to Vaca High. Oh my gosh. And his dad was a teacher okay. as well. Uh, his <laughs> last name is Ward. Ward. Mr. Ward. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. What's his name? What's his name? I'm so bad at remembering <laughs> names, but I, I know that Mr. I, I, Ward. <laughs> sorry, Daniel. I, I, know Brendan, right. I want to know the guy's name. Uh, I'll text Brendan right now. <laughs> I, I know his dad is just Mr. Ward. But, oh my uh, God. Yeah. Oh. That wow. is so great. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll pick this back up in part two. Of the <laughs> yes. Episode. Conversation. Yeah, part two. We'll talk about more later. Um, so, what was it like growing up in NoCal in the Bay Area? Was it? Um, it was fine. Normal yeah. life, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I. Um, yeah, majority of my life was brought up in Vacaville. I went to school okay. there. I graduated from there. I went to school in Sacramento, which was nice. And okay. then I transferred to Turlock for uh, <laughs> Cal State Stanislaus. Isn't that where Shrek is? Isn't that tr- no, it's not yeah. true. <laughs> Nobody really knows of this town. <laughs> it's smaller think, than Vacaville. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know if I've heard of that town. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's right near Modesto. Oh, if okay. No, Modesto is like right next door to mm-hmm. it. So. So, so, what's your earliest memories of like film and television? Uh, my earliest memories is like that's all I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, I seriously was brought up with uh, film and uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, my brother pretty much raised me from the day I was born because he was dying to have a, a sister <laughs> that he could turn into like a scream queen. <laughs> Because he was big, I mean, he was obviously big in horror at the yes. He introduced you yes. into the horror genre, correct? Yes. Okay. I See, he, my mom and dad kind of censored a little bit mm-hmm. with the horror films until he finally begged my grandpa mm-hmm. to have him go see, I think it was like Friday the 13th part, uh, which part was it? Three or four? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. It's Hopefully three. <laughs> <laughs> but he begged him to go see it in the theaters. Oh, cool. And my grandpa took him. He was kind of like... What did I just take my grandson to see? <laughs> but uh, since then, you know, he uh, begged to see Halloween. And once mm. he saw Halloween, it was over. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And that's, that's your favorite film. he was film, young. Right? <laughs> he was like in the fifth grade. And Halloween's your favorite film, Craig. Uh, your favorite Halloween film. is also my favorite film. It's, it's fantastic. I can't, like, if I turn on the TV or if it's on anywhere, mm-hmm. I have to stop mm-hmm. and finish it. I cannot, like, leave it. So, oh, know? yeah. I get that. Mine is Love Actually. So, very similar. Oh, okay. Very similar. <laughs> Halloween, Love Actually, I think, in the round, the same area. They're, yeah, right? they're pretty much the same. <laughs> they're pretty You're much the same, the same movie. movie. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same storyline, everything. <laughs> um, so, he, obviously, I think, it seems like he pushed you into acting. What's the first, like, role you remember doing? The uh, first role that I remember, well, I did... A lot of his plays, he was like, he went to Benicia High mm-hmm. and he made drama cool. Like, oh, really? All the cool kids did drama <laughs> at, at uh, his school. Uh, it cool. wasn't quite like that at Vacaville, mm-hmm. but um, 
yeah, they he made drama cool, and he turned a lot of horror films into uh, stage plays. Oh, and yeah. He, I, I was a part, whenever they that. needed a little kid, <laughs> I was a part of it. But I guess on camera, mm-hmm. one of the first things I, I was, I think I was a... Um, a stuffed animal that came to life, you know, okay. like so. No, it was really, really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was really creepy. Uh, my brother has a lot of movies, and the technology now is so crazy mm-hmm. that if we had, if he had the access that he had, that is out now, all right, uh, his movies would be out. It'd be all over he, would the ha- place. he has completed features. Right. right, right. <laughs> you know? right. He, um, would he be a YouTube sensation or would he go more into the indie uh, festival market, do you think? Um I think he would I don't I don't think you I mean maybe YouTube, but um, I think more of the indie the films, festivals. more mm-hmm. like, you know, he'd be on the range of like of John Carpenter right. <laughs> and Russ Craven. Like he'd be up thing. there. Nice. That's nice. how I see it. So from there, obviously, you, you, you grew a love for film and, and television. Mm-hmm. What were some of your favorite shows and, and other other films growing up? Um, that aren't horror? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> my all-time favorite mm-hmm. is Friends. Uh, I absolutely love Friends. That's another one that if I turn on, I am end up wasting three, four hours out of my day <laughs> because I'm watching movie, or, uh, shows that I've already seen before. Right. It's a good, like, there's nothing else on show because mm-hmm. it, it is just generally good and funny. So it's, it's kind of like, there's nothing else on. I'm doing some work. I'll put it on because it's, it's great, funny back no- background noise. Yeah, you, you then know? you end up not doing any work. <laughs> you end up like, what's going to happen? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I, I forget every time. And there's always the one episode you see, like, I don't remember this episode. Like, what? I wish, I wish there was episodes that I have not seen. Like, I can literally start reciting. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's that. (laughs) Welcome to Friends Cast. We'll be discussing all Friends shows uh, episodes. So, so you started with the, the stuffed animal... Uh, what was the first like you role that you um, had? You play, I played right? a demon. Oh, that uh, is in another movie that my brother did uh, while growing up. I was twelve years old. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an awesome movie. <laughs> I think this one should be a special feature oh, okay. on one of his DVD releases. Maybe <laughs> Death Ward Thirteen will have it on there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it'd be a really crazy uh, feature because I mean the quality may not be the best because mm-hmm. it was filmed on VHS. Right. Um, but the story's there, the acting is there, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, this, that's that's about it. I mean, right. it's, I was a demon. So, <laughs> so what, what was it, other than, you know, obviously uh, playing pretend, as, especially as a kid, is always mm-hmm. fun. Like, what, you know, what was it for you that kind of like, I really enjoy doing this? Like, what was it about it that really caught your, caught your fancy, if you will? Um, I think maybe just being able to live different lives mm-hmm. I, I loved being different and trying new things and putting myself in other people's shoes right. and uh, carrying that and just seeing you know what it's like because we only have one life to live we can't live all lives mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that was that would be definitely one of the things that drew me to acting okay nice yeah I, I feel like that it, it, the same way it's it's that feeling of being able to be, be someone else and have people mm-hmm. see you as mm-hmm. someone else yeah. and almost this feeling of like complete different opinion of almost who you are in some ways. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. no, exactly. It's like too, 
being able to like just going to classes acting classes you Mm -hmm. get to touch on a lot of you know different characters Mm -hmm. and one thing is like being able to find that connection from that character with you like finding you in them and it's amazing i love it (laughs) it's a great feeling (laughs) it is a great feeling so you also mentioned you grew up reading comics and things like that who are some of your favorite comic book uh uh, heroes oh my gosh well batman Mm. I love Batman. I'm currently wearing a Superman shirt. I love Superman too. I love, well, <laughs> to be honest, I, I'm a huge DC fan. Okay. And um, not totally 100% biased. I mm-hmm. love Marvel too. Uh, but DC is where my love is. That's <laughs> where your heart goes. My heart goes to DC. My heart mm-hmm. goes to Wonder Woman. It goes to Batgirl, <laughs> Superman, Batman, mm-hmm. you know, the whole Justice League. Right. Well, what was it about Batman that kind of, uh, like, that drew you towards him just the fact that he doesn't have superhuman powers mm-hmm. and he's all completely 100 percent trained right. and has all these super cool gadgets <laughs> i love the line in the justice league trailer where he's like what's your superpower i'm, I'm rich it's <laughs> like i think i was like i'm pretty sure they took that from a meme because i feel like i've seen that as a meme somewhere before i think so right? too yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely um so what? And you said you, uh, so. Obviously, you love strong women in comics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Wonder Woman. Who? I mean, it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, um, but not so <laughs> And then you know, Batgirl. Uh, I'm curious. Yes. Uh, did you see the new Killing Joke? Uh, I did. Cartoon? I did. I, I didn't see the cartoon. Okay. The, 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 or com- the animated version that yeah. just came out. You have not seen it. I haven't seen it. No, okay. Not yet. Okay. Um, I would be curious because the first, there's a new 45 minute story before they get into the killing joke itself. Uh-huh. The story of the killing joke. And it's very much focused on Batgirl. I'd be very much, when you watch it, okay. if you could shoot, okay. I'd be very interested just to hear your opinions on it because. I have my own. I, I'm. I'm. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before. When I write, I write very strong female character. I love like yes. lead females that can handle themselves. And usually, I love twisting it where it's a situation where a guy would usually handle it mm-hmm. in, in people's minds, and the girl takes over and basically gets it done. Yes. And so. I, I have my own opinions about this story. Okay, no, you so, got me. You know, I'm like, I'm curious you know what? to see what it's a long time. Are. I should have already watched <laughs> it's on, it. By it's now, on. So. It's on. If you have HBO, it's on HBO Go. Okay. So you can catch it there. I will catch uh, it. So definitely, oh, there's a plug for HBO Go. Not sponsored, but there you go. <laughs> um, uh, so, what drew you to like Wonder Woman and Batgirl? Just like the strong female female type, or was there other? I, I you're believe that I I grew up just believing. Mm-hmm strong female like mm-hmm. you know so I grew like I came out of my mom mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we come from uh, in Wonder Woman podcast over like, <laughs> we figured it out in Wonder Woman underoos you know <laughs> so I kind of came out powerful mm-hmm. in a way right <laughs> I'd like to think um so I kind of was just drawn from the day I don't remember a day in my life where Wonder Woman Batgirl like they weren't a mm-hmm. part of me right but yeah I think it definitely helped me growing up because I remain kind of I was an athlete, mm-hmm. so I ran track, you know, competitively for over 15 years. Right. And it was kind of like I've always been very, very competitive and wanting to be the best me. Right. And I think 
my love for Wonder Woman and Batgirl were, mm-hmm. was a huge part of that. And the fact that I have four older brothers. <laughs> Maybe I should put that in there. Four older brothers, and you can kick their butts uh, up and down and up. You know what? I was oh, the right. only one that did sports. So uh, training-wise, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Who knows? I'm older now. Have you, have, I'm asking if you've seen a ton of stuff. I'm sorry. Um, have you seen the Daredevil Marvel show? Um, I haven't seen the show. I'm, okay. I'm into all of the DC shows. shows. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, yeah, no, it, there's a great scene where he goes through this hallway just beating up people. And I was uh-huh. like, you need to get your four brothers, have them in a hallway, and just film you just kicking their butts. And just put that on. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can imagine. I, I, I'm Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> like, Take them on. <laughs> Um, so you also did track and field, correct? Yes. Uh, what, what kind of spurred you towards that? Um, just the fact that I was fast, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, ever since, you know, PE, we would have our little, you know, run your lap or whatever. Right. I don't know why. It was just an instinct of mine to just go as quickly as I could. Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of just got the name that I was just fast. They went around, you know, the school or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of have a reputation to live up to. Right. And now you have to be fast every time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so that just drew me to get faster and faster. And then once I hit um, fifth grade, sixth grade, we had um, this uh, police activity league. So if you have children mm-hmm. and they're into sports, you can have them join POW and they have different sports that you can, you know, be a part of. And the coaches are, you know, police officers mm-hmm. and people in the field. That's and cool. it's really awesome. So I did that when I was in fifth and sixth grade. So I kind of had a jump start before I went to junior high and actually ran for the school. Oh, that's cool. You know? So I had a little bit of uh, experience going into it. So I was more of a sprinter <laughs> until I went to high school. Okay. Because I, I also used to do gymnastics. Mm. And so one day when I was a freshman, this is after the season was practically over. Right. So I've already competed. Um, I decided to go jump over some hurdles. And I guess I jumped over with great form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't even know what I was doing. I just jumped over them. Right. And from that day on, the coach was like, okay, next year, you're yeah. a hurdler. <laughs> you're a hurdler. So that summer for PAL, mm-hmm. I ended up... Um, getting a head start and right. I started doing hurdling that year. Oh, that's cool. So. Now, did you do that through college? Or? I did, okay. but little did I know in college they moved it from the 300 hurdles to the 400 hurdles. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that pan out? Um, it, it really, you know, it worked out okay, because uh, the 400, I was actually more of a longer distance sprinter anyway. Mm-hmm. I always thought I was like super, super fast sprint wise. But really, it's that I can hold that speed for a much longer period right. than just the 100 or just the 200. So it, the 400 worked out for me. So <laughs> I also did the 400 and the mile relay. Oh, very nice. Um, what? Uh, so did you stick through acting through college and uh, past college? I, I didn't really. It wasn't my focus. Okay. My focus was, you know, track and just getting my work done mm-hmm. in school mm-hmm. to graduate. Right. And... Uh, yeah, so, no. <laughs> now, did you move straight to L.A. after college, or...? Uh, no, well, I didn't. Mm-hmm. My brother did have a few... Uh, he was going to L.A. film school, mm-hmm. and during my last year of college, 
uh, he had a few projects that he wanted me to come and, and do and be a part of because he knows, I mean, it was still a love of mine. I right. stopped acting when I was in junior high okay. and that's when I got heavily into sports mm-hmm. and that kind of put acting on hold. Right. Uh, but I always loved acting. So when he calls me up, I'm like totally down for it. You know, I, I may be rusty, but I was, you know, down and I would like do whatever. Like if he wants me to jump off of a bridge, I probably <laughs> would do it. Now we owe no money for any protection, but I need you to do this. this well, is the of big course show. it would be completely cheated and safe, you know, but uh, yeah, if he knows that he could count on me and. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. When he was going to L.A. film school and there's other actors, he doesn't really know or have worked with them. And if he's like crunch time trying to get a project done and right. he needs someone for all the hours in the world to deliver, you know, the performance. So he mm-hmm. called me and, you know, it kind of brought my love back to acting. That's awesome. I, I was just wondering, like, as an athlete, are there any lessons that you could garner from being an athlete and apply that to acting. Oh, of course. Then there's times where you also have to like tone it down mm-hmm. because in um, all through the house, since my I have a chase scene mm-hmm. and I had to girly up my run <laughs> because I looked like a professional. <laughs> so yeah, the one like that has never really ran in a competition before. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I had to definitely girly my my form up mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, and slow myself down. Everything mm-hmm. is different on film, so it, you, you still look incredibly fast, mm-hmm. and you may be going really slow. Mm-hmm. So it's all the way that the camera's, you know, working and how it's being filmed. Right. And, you know, so... Do you feel like uh, like the discipline of being an athlete helped with kind of being an actor, an actress? Um, you know, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a great quality to have going in because you never really know what kind of roles are going to be thrown at you right. and who's going to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And I know if there's any type of uh, heavy-duty running or lifting or mm-hmm. jumping, right. you know, I know that I can do it. Gotcha. And I know if I hadn't done, like, say, jumping, like long jumping or jumping for a while, mm-hmm. um, it only takes me a little bit on the track and practicing, and, you know, I'll get it back. Yeah, you're getting it, like, right Maybe not as strong, <laughs> but I'll get the form, right, form right. back. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so what spurred the move to L.A.? Mm. The, the, the official, like, I move to L.A. move. Okay. So I was working as a probation counselor in mm-hmm. Contra Costa County okay. at a, a juvenile hall. And, you know, I really have mad respect for the workers there because it can be very mentally draining and kind of depressing, Mm -hmm. especially when you have children or have a child, because I have a child and he was an infant and little toddler during the time that I worked as a probation counselor. Mm -hmm. And I would go from working back to home and be completely exhausted and you know not being able to give my son the full attention that I know that he deserves Mm -hmm. and just seeing the counselors you know they've they've gone years and years doing this and every day that I would go in it would be a little depressing Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm not I can't live a normal life (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love change and uh I can't imagine sitting down doing the same thing every single day, especially in a field that can be depressing. So that's why I give a lot of respect for 
anyone in law enforcement because they have to deal with a lot of, you know, tough situations. Mm-hmm. So uh, just seeing that and then during that time, my, my brother was, you know, he's already living here mm-hmm. and I just decided to uh, take two weeks off and come visit here and during that time it was like October so I brought my Wonder Woman costume out Mm -hmm. and uh you know driving by and seeing some characters and stuff on Hollywood Boulevard Mm -hmm. I was like hmm I wonder you know if I just brought out Wonder Woman what would the response be right I had no idea that people were out there working for you know tips right so when I first went out, I did not ask anything. So when someone would give me something, I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Somebody's giving me money just to take pictures with me. Just to take pictures. And, you know, then there will be some people who didn't because mm-hmm. I I didn't know what the what it was like. I didn't right. know if you ask or, or, or what. Just mm-hmm. or if they give it to you, that's cool. Right. So we ended up using that money. We went to like mills and ate out and <laughs> reminisced about the night. And then when I went back home, I was like, that's kind of fun. <laughs> and then I'd go back to my job. Mm-hmm. And this that's when I, this is not as fun. <laughs> so then I'd be home for two weeks mm-hmm. working, doing not so fun, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about the fun that I had and then plan another trip. Mm. And so that kind of went on for about a year. Okay. I would do like two weeks here, two weeks there. So I, I was, and I ended up constantly working. So it's not like I really took two weeks off because mm-hmm. I was working while I was here mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, ended up meeting some, you know, great people. And it kind of just inspired me to move. Make the official move. Now, yeah. Obviously you moved here with, I'm guessing, your son. Yes. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're on your own, kid. Oh, Mom no. was going to Hollywood. No, no, no. I could <laughs> not leave my son at all yeah, i'm like you're coming with me mm-hmm. and you're gonna go on this journey <laughs> and you're gonna be a star kid <laughs> I, I know that's one thing that i haven't pushed mm-hmm. he is in all through the house and okay. if he finds any interest at all for himself mm-hmm. then i'm all for it mm-hmm. but i'm definitely not into pushing him into this you know if if he has a lot of talent and i can see acting maybe in the future mm-hmm. for him. I'm, I'm the same way with mine. I feel I feel like I, I want to expose him mm-hmm. to all kinds of things yes. and give him, and An so idea. as he grows, he can figure out what he's more yes. drawn to. He's been, since he was, I want to say six months, He we've been taking him to music classes. Oh. And so he, there's a really cool music class place in LA uh, called Play, for anybody that has uh, a kid. Oh, uh, sweet. Up to after six months, they can go. It's once a week. And they play the drums, and they sing, and they dance, and it's with the parents, and so it's very interactive oh, with kids. Nice. And, and it was it was so interesting because he's been doing it since he's two and a half now. Uh-huh. He's been doing it since he was six and a half. So like seeing him like now, he's like starting to sing the songs, oh, and he's starting so to wonderful. he know like he'll sing the songs at home randomly, and and so it's just it's nice seeing him get some sort of interest out of that. And kind of see them really enjoy it. Because I love it. music. Because you so, want them to do something that they enjoy. You absolutely. don't want to push, you know, mm-hmm. into it. But it's funny that you say that because my son has been into music. Mm. Pretty much, he's been humming music from, like, the day he was born, <laughs> too. And uh, 
until until to this day he's mm. still into music he's got a natural ability with rhythm mm-hmm. uh, he I can see that probably being the route that he m- might take because right. he has so much love for it especially any uh, any song that's out they mm-hmm. have like Minecraft parodies <laughs> of that song yeah, he, that's his jam <laughs> and oh my gosh because like we were just on the radio we were listening to um a song mm-hmm. and he was like I recognize this I know this tone he's like this is like the Minecraft version of you know this song and, I'm, and then he ended up playing it for me and I'm like oh that's so this song I'm talking about rolling in the deep I cannot um, I, as I'm thinking of the Minecraft version song I, it's, it's something about creepers <laughs> yeah something about creepers I'm like I don't know what it is right. but it's the Minecraft version of that song right. and he was you know, he's probably going to get into music. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I, I listen to music all the time. Like, I constantly, unless I can't for some reason, I'm always listening to music. Mm-hmm. And so when he was younger, um, whenever I was doing any house chores or things like that, I would put music on. And so he has been constantly with, and very, I have a very eclectic collection of different types of music. Okay. So from oldies to rap to sound oh, musicals so he hears everything and one of my favorite memories is that uh the song all i do is when uh-huh. with dj Khaled. <laughs> um we would i would play it and he would get into that song he would be dancing and he would put it when it's like put your hands up he would put his hands up oh, and so it was awesome. so funny it's like that was his song man and he 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 loves he loves he loves singing and i'll sing sometimes and he'll copy what i'm saying That's and good. stuff like that so, it's, so he probably will end up Possibly Maybe. having a career he, he, in music my, too. My wife has a guitar and he'll go into the go and play it sometimes because he gets to play the guitar at, oh, at the sweet. at the music class too. So yeah, he loves it. So when you decided, uh, you know, L.A., you had already kind of had an idea of what you kind of wanted to do and where yeah. you were going. When you said I'm moving to L.A., what was like the span of time between I'm doing it to it happening? Okay, there was really no I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. It kind of just happened. Okay, and so how it happened was. The duration of the time, the two weeks, just got longer. Okay. For the stay in LA. <laughs> and so just, just one time, just didn't go I back. I just stayed, you know. <laughs> and it kind of was like that. I mm-hmm. remember being in LA and putting in my two weeks notice at my job. And oh, wow. I just ended up taking that two weeks off. Okay. So I didn't have to work mm-hmm. my last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, my stay just got, like, longer. The two weeks turns into months, turned into, like, a couple months. And my stay going back at home mm-hmm. was more of me, like, bringing my, a little bit of my stuff back. Right. So uh, that's really how the it's like It was, like, slowly moving into a boyfriend's house. Just, like, slowly bringing <laughs> one thing and then a few things. And, and then it, slowly yeah. just kind of bringing in. I get you. Yes, that's pretty much how it worked. And I think what kind of sealed the deal mm-hmm. with me living here is... Since my last stay that I had, it had been several months that I was just here mm-hmm. and uh, enrolling my son into kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Once I enrolled him into kindergarten, there's no yeah, turning it's locked, back. It's, locked down. it's like, okay, I'm here to stay. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going staying. Nowhere. Yeah. Um, what when you were coming down for your visits and mm-hmm. things like that? What were the uh, first like initial impressions you had of LA? Um, I, this is where I need to live. Mm-hmm. This was I'm like this was this is me Mm -hmm. you know um everything that i love to do Mm. i could do it here Mm -hmm. and just the vibe just the living the atmosphere i i love it Mm -hmm. here i know that there's uh 
different, you know, opinions about LA. And, but it's not like I've never been here before because right. my brother's been here for, you know, since he graduated mm -hmm. high school. So he's been here forever and we come to visit him all the time. Right. So it was something that I was still very familiar with when I was making my two weeks here and two weeks off and coming back. So by the time I moved here, it wasn't anything really new to me. I, I just mm. knew that this is where I needed to live for what I want to do. What did you notice were like difference wise between where you were living other than obviously the happy job, sad job? What were some of the differences you noticed just kind of in the living area? It, that people here don't necessarily live normal lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are the ones that have their, their jobs and you have to have your jobs to, you know, survive, right. especially when you do have odd jobs on top of that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're an actor, you know, there's lots of, you know, bartending, uh, waitressing, mm -hmm. uh, serving, you know, there's things like that that you have to do to pay the rent if, you know, you're not on that ABC sitcom <laughs> show. You know, you do, you need to make your money. But I mean, like, normal lives. When back at home, everyone there is normal, mm -hmm. routine. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same, you wake up, you do the same thing, and then you go back to sleep. And I can't do that. Mm. You know, so like, I did not fit in. Right. And I was not happy living that life. Mm -hmm. I, I need to like switch things up. Right. You like to have it kind of be different. Almost yes. Every, I gotcha. And living here, I can switch it up all the time. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. Yeah, you can change it up every day. It's like a Rubik's Cube. Yes. <laughs> I gotcha. So when you first moved here, what were the first like things you did to kind of pursue acting and, and modeling and things like that? What were the first steps you the, took? The first step was, um, well... Aside from working as Wonder Woman mm -hmm. on Hollywood Boulevard for tips, <laughs> right. you know, to make money while I'm here, um, it was my brother was doing a movie called Scary Larry, mm -hmm. and um, I played an actress in it, and that was kind of like a jump for it, you mm -hmm. know, like I got started in that. It was like super low budget, and it was kind of a film that we wanted to do to get out and get our work out mm -hmm. so we can get trust from other people right. so we could do bigger projects and keep you know moving up the ladder mm -hmm. and so um so yeah scary larry was probably the first thing and mm -hmm. then there was a few little things that i would do like haunted houses mm -hmm. i'm a huge fan of um you know horror so mm -hmm. anything that has to do with halloween and you know scaring people and doing right. that kinds of things um yeah i, I was a part of a lot of Haunted houses. We, we uh, Michael and I met at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal that's Studios. A, that's a tradition. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we, we played Specs and Tucker together for oh, the Insidious sweet. Houses. Yeah. And that's, that's where we met. In 2013 and 2015. Oh, yeah. But we did both. Yeah. And, and it was a really cool experience, too, because, and our listeners know this, the story <laughs> right and everything, right but we did. You know, besides just us meeting as friends, like we performed so well enough that mm -hmm. Universal invited us back in 2015 to yeah, reprise like the roles. They, they, oh, yeah, sweet. like it wasn't a question of like let's audition other actors or mm -hmm. anything like that. Like we like what you did. Yeah, we exactly. Want you back. Yeah, they wanted us back, which was nice. That's so was, awesome. So nice. Yeah, and so it was fun, like going to that kind of opportunity mm -hmm. in that kind of performance environment, and then meeting someone uh, who would. <laughs> He's pointing to me, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> pointing to Daniel, but <laughs> someone who would, you know 
have a profound impact on your own personal and creative journey. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too, like you end up meeting so many incredible people that Mm -hmm. you probably would not have met unless you had an opportunity that was like that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's awesome. And see for me it was great because I had just moved here. So it was a nice like being able to meet, it gave me an opportunity to meet more people that Mm -hmm. I didn't know, because I knew a few people that moved here before me, but it was nice meeting people that I had never met before. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's one thing too, like on working on Hollywood Boulevard, Mm -hmm. is I did meet a lot of, you know, friends that are still my Mm -hmm. friends today. I'm sure you got a nice, a lot of uh, cool rap demos as well. Oh, (laughs) no comment. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on, man. Give it a listen. Give it a listen. (laughs) What, um,. Uh, what are what are some of the roles you played in some of the haunted houses you worked at? Um, I played a crazy patient. Okay. I got to walk around with a taser. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which was awesome. Um, I also played a vampire. Okay. Before and uh, actually, I played a vampire twice. Mm. In uh, before, so yes, yeah, crazy patients and vampires. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need a crazy patient. Or yes. you need a vampire. Yes. Ashley Mary Nunes. Yes. <laughs> Give her a call. I come with costume and wig. <laughs> She's ready to go. Bangs. She actually brought it today just in case we needed it. Uh, <laughs> so when you, when you were, uh, you know, networking and auditioning and all that stuff is all kind of a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, you know, what is your process for getting ready for like an audition? What do you do? Um, okay. It's various because I try mm-hmm. various techniques to mm-hmm. kind of see what works for me. Right. Because what might work for someone else may not work for you. Mm-hmm. And what I learned what worked for me is I, okay, if someone had a party or something or a birthday bash, the night before, I can't go out to that birthday bash. I need to like stay focused mm-hmm. and, and work. But yeah, it's my the process is um, just focusing on reading. You know, you're breaking down your character. Right. Because if you know your character, the mm-hmm. the words the uh, come more the scene come mm-hmm. more easily for right. you. Like if you don't know who the character is or where the scene is going. Uh, it's, it's harder for you to learn your lines. Right. I feel like it's much easier to learn your lines if you just know who you are. <laughs> know the person, and then you'll know the lines. Because you'll know what that person would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, no, auditioning scares the heck out of me. Do you, do you feel like you're good? You're good at it. Do you feel like I feel like good? I have good days, and then I feel like there's days where you know when you walk out that door. Mm-hmm. That are you even know during, you know, I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, you know, during, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that you're like, this isn't it. Sometimes you know, you know even I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get through it, but this isn't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there, and then there's always the instance where you feel like you nailed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but you never hear the call. No. You know? I, yeah, no, there's several times where I felt like I did nail it, and it was like, nope. So I was like, okay. <laughs> or it's the reverse, right? You, you feel like you blew it. And then you get the call. And you're like, yeah. okay, then what did I do? Wait, how, did, how, did, how <laughs> bad was everyone else? Yeah. If they called me, I yeah. was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's usually, usually that's when I get my parts. If I walk out going like, that was terrible. That's always oh, when I've the, gotten the part. So the, 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 the whole, the, the goal is to walk out and feel, <laughs> feel terrible. Feel terrible. <laughs> because then it just feels so much better <laughs> when you when you get re, the call that, hey, yeah. they want you back. But I've learned too from uh, leaving an audition mm-hmm. is just to forget about it. Mm-hmm. At that point, just forget it. Don't think about it. Don't dwell on it. Don't mm-hmm. dwell on what you could have done, what you didn't do. It's like you go in there, do your thing, do your best, and mm-hmm. then forget about it. 
and right. just and move on because there's going to be another audition for you to focus on. Mm-hmm. And just, just think of it as another opportunity mm-hmm. to play another person. Yeah, just move on to the you know, next. And, and go with that. Like mm-hmm. you still, you may not have gotten the role, but you got to put your, yourself in someone else's shoes. Right. Um, what uh, Did you take any classes when you moved down here? Um, I did. I, um, I actually was taking classes when I was younger mm-hmm. with uh, Bruce Ducat mm-hmm. uh, in Berkeley, okay. California. And from there, when I moved here, I, I learned that he also was living here permanently. So it was a nice, comfortable way for me to get back into acting and get back into classes, mm-hmm. uh, going, you know, and seeing him mm-hmm. and working because I'm familiar with him. He's familiar with me. Right. It wasn't like I was meeting anybody new. Mm-hmm. It was only just, you know, almost 20 years later. So a few things have changed. <laughs> a few things have changed. I'm not doing, you know, tiny kid roles now. <laughs> but, um, but it was comfortable. It felt like I, like, you know, how you haven't seen someone in a long time. Mm-hmm. And you sit down and you're talking and it's like you, time has not passed. Right. It still felt like that. That's so good. it was very comfortable. I met some incredible people who were so incredible that um, I asked my brother, I'm like, okay, I have faith in these people. Can mm-hmm. you consider them for a role or possible right. roles in All Through the House? That's and fantastic. he saw their look and their demo reels and mm-hmm. was like, okay. Nice. So that's, I see, was very happy to bring them on board. See, it's always nice when you hear people are willing to like help those they meet. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, you know, we, we, this is such a weird town in that sense where you have those people that are only really like they want to make it, mm-hmm. they're going to do it. And it doesn't work the, that the, way. You help, you help them, but it's about what they're mm-hmm. doing. Whereas there's people like, I feel like me and Michael are this way of, of you, you help us, you're a part of us, you're friends with us, we know you're trustworthy mm-hmm. and you do good work. We're going to bring you along with us. Yeah. You know, we're and just have like, out. you know, because we were taking classes together, a mm-hmm. lot of us had already had done scenes with each other. Right. And we all just had great chemistry already so mm-hmm. it on top of that it just made filming so much more fun right you know we all had a great time and we all respect where we were coming from too mm-hmm. so and they all had respect for the fact that it was a low budget film you know not those big studio budgets so everybody was completely on board mm-hmm. with helping out when you needed if uh, we need to get a quick pickup shot you know everyone was totally down for it and mm-hmm. that's the kind of people that you need especially when you're you know, starting off. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fact that these were also, you know, people that you were friends with and everything, mm-hmm. there isn't that kind of awkward barrier that you might have to overcome yeah. or something like that if you're performing with them because you've already, you had already known them. Yes. But not only their acting work, but just their... As a person. As, as a, a person. person. Yeah. Yes. And everything that it, it creates a much more relaxed set. It did, And it did. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things we've talked about on this podcast that it's, you know, some filmmakers are famous for bringing on the same actors, mm-hmm. the same crew even, over and over and over. And it's oh, yeah. part of that idea of creating an on-set family. Well, it's also, I think, part of also you have that communication. Mm-hmm. Like, they know how you talk. They know how you work. They know when you say this, this is what it means. Because you may have your own lingo or your, own, shorthand. Yeah, your own shorthand. So, and yeah. yeah. That's absolutely. one of the reasons why my brother and I work so well together. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, for him... I know it sounds biased, mm-hmm. but he is my favorite director. <laughs> you know? I love working Sorry, with Sorry, John Carpenter. Carpenter. 
<laughs> I, I, I mean, that would be a dream. I'm not, well, he is I would not so. turn that down. But um, I love working with my brother because mm-hmm. I know how he works and he knows how I work. Mm-hmm. And we have that trust. Right. And they're in a bond that can't be broken. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something that a lot of people here struggle with and don't have. Mm-hmm. And I'm blessed to have that. Absolutely. Um, do you have an agent? Um, I recently just uh, got out of an agency. Okay, yes. so, so let's go. Can I go back before that happened? Yes. <laughs> um, how did you? What what steps did you go about to getting an this, agent? And which is the steps that I'm taking now? <laughs> what are you doing Same now? Steps. And what did you do before? Um, because like you know, there's certain agents that aren't for you. They may not. They mm-hmm. may be great for someone else, mm-hmm. but they may not be great for you. That goes for a lot of things here, mm-hmm. and so it just didn't wasn't working out for me. Right. Um, the agency that I was with geared more towards children. So okay. I just wasn't getting enough auditions based off of that. You know? We have that same experience. Yeah, so you get yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. when my contract ran out, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, ready to start looking around. I didn't want to like look around while I had an agent because I still wanted to pay respect mm-hmm. for the agency that I was with. That's nice. You know, and not, you know, stir up any drama. Right, right, right. <laughs> so now I'm going through the process that I took to do this, mm-hmm. and now I've learned a little bit from that, mm-hmm. you know, what to look for now when mm-hmm. I'm searching for my next agent, which is um, first you just go and you just sit down and look at all the agencies that may fit you. Mm-hmm. Um, check out their IMDb if you have pro, which I recommend for any actor that's living here mm-hmm. is to have a pro account. and. By having a pro account, you can check out all the agencies who your uh, your favorite actors or you know or people who mm-hmm. are in the same position as you. You could check out where their agencies mm-hmm. are, or and just see if there's too many brunettes or if there's too many people like you. Mm-hmm. You know not to really like submit to them, right? Because, because they've already because filled their quota for what exactly, they for that area, that and area. not necessarily to go for a big agency or mm-hmm. a bigger. There's so many different like boutique agencies mm-hmm. that will work for you right. and help you. Because if you go bigger, you're just getting lost, you know, with actors, working mm-hmm. actors that are already, you know, out there doing their thing, they're going to get all the opportunities before you. Right. So it's better to start small and then work your way up. <laughs> work your way up the ladder. Um, now, we know that L.A., living in L.A. is not always easy, mm-hmm. um, especially pursuing the careers that we've all chosen. Yes. Uh, Michael's chosen, you know, is an aspiring actor, mm-hmm. uh, a creator. I'm aspiring writer and creator. I was an aspiring actress and creator. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's always those times where you, whether it's after an audition or, you know, you, uh, you had a bad experience at a class or it's just moments where you're just like stressed and you're tired and you're frustrated and you're mad mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. and you're mad at the city, you're mad at the people in the city, you're mad at the person you don't even know that's just standing there in front of you in line. <laughs> hey, man, uh, what, why are you so mad at me? Um, how, how do you get through those times? What, you know, what's, we, what do you do? We definitely all have been through it and mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm learning just like everyone else and one of the things that I've learned is to take that energy and put it into your work because if you just let it go, you're just wasting, you know, talent and mm-hmm. energy for something that, you know, could be great. Right. And so it's, it's something hard. It's obviously easier said than done, mm-hmm. but it's something to be aware. If you're aware of it, like, 
mark that down, like take right. note of, of that. And the more you take notes of when that feeling is happening, that anger is happening, mm-hmm. um, you can use that to your advantage, mm-hmm. especially if there's a role that calls for that anger. Like mm-hmm. you're in the store and uh, you have that anger, you know, angry mm-hmm. tone and then you get a, a sheet, you know, um, a scene and you're mm-hmm. breaking it down and the characters kind of, you have to get to that scene. Right. If you mark down like that energy, mm-hmm. you, you could apply that to the Take the anger the you character. have the guy buying carrots at Trader Joe's mm-hmm. into that scene. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, you do that, you should probably do that. I've learned this through um, taking classes with, um, at the uh, Margie uh, Haver Studios. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just started taking classes there, so I haven't got to Margie just yet, mm-hmm. which is my goal. Like I want to get to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, you know, starting off, one of the things that I'm learning is to take notes of all the feelings that you get throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like stop, think, and break it down because it may come up in a scene or a character. Right. So uh, yeah. So whenever you have those feelings, don't think of it as a negative thing. You can use it. So if you are angry. You can still use it and apply it to your your acting. Right, absolutely. And always just to stay positive. No, absolutely. Oh, I think I think here you have to. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. I, I think it's always good to have some sort of chip on your shoulder a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not you know as long as you don't let it overwhelm you mm-hmm. um, and kind of you know don't let the anger become who you are. Yeah. But like you said, refocus it to be like, no, I'm going to show them. I can do this, you yes. know, I, you know, taking, you know, when I, when I was in choir back in, you know, high school and junior high, it was always like, take that nervous energy and turn it into pa- passion. And yeah. so I think it's the same thing. Change that anger and just turn it into like, go home and write, work on that script you haven't wrote on in exactly. you know, three months. Go sit down and, and get it done. And it, and it is obviously easier said than done because there's mm-hmm. times where I have let it affect me and right. it's like, now I look back, I wasted that portion of my time that I could have used it for something else. Right. You know, so that's a thing that I'm currently constantly working on because mm-hmm. I just don't want to have any more wasted energy. Right. No, absolutely. Um, what? So you obviously worked on a few sets, doing mm-hmm. things with your brother and uh, Robot Combat League and things yes. like that. <laughs> um, any just tips for people listening for like how to survive on a set and how to make sure no one hates you and, <laughs> and, and make sure you're well received and people want to work with you again? Um, I would say, well, for one, you know, always be yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be anybody else. Uh, as long as you are yourself, you, you know, people, sh- hopefully people would like you. Right. <laughs> just, Absolutely. Just stay who you are. And, um, you know, don't overstep, you know, your boundaries. You know, mm-hmm. the director is the director. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go to the director and t- basically have tell him how to do his job. Right. You know, things like that can affect you being called back again because the director will be like, well, she's telling me how to do my job. That's not my vision. How does she know what my vision is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and... Yeah, I'd basically say just don't overstep your boundaries. That's mm-hmm. a huge one. Uh, and be completely prepared. Mm-hmm. Don't go to set and not know your lines. Don't go to set and not know where the scene is going because things can get switched up all the time. Mm-hmm. Those lines that you've learned and you studied and you memorized mm-hmm. may go a different route, may get switched up when you get a new script in your hand. Mm-hmm. And 
if you know where the scene is going, mm -hmm. it should be much easier for you to switch those lines up. But if you are just focused on just saying those lines and you don't really know what those lines mean, mm -hmm. you know, that also could be something that could turn off a director. Right, right, right. Um, so I just want to go through some of the stuff you've done and just okay. kind of, you know, quick talk about like your experience and, and you can share a few things that maybe happened or what was fun about it, what was stressful about it, whatever you want to oh, talk sure. about. So let's start with Robot Combat League. Yes. Now, was this... <laughs> Did, no, was this hosted by Chris Jericho or is that something else? Hosted by Chris Jericho. That was hosted by yes. Chris Jericho. Okay. Uh, so what? What? How did that happen? Like, what, how a, did you get on that? Well, there's what was an that interesting uh, story about how okay. that happened. Okay. Um, for I don't know how many years prior to that show, I have auditioned for the show Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge Big Brother and Survivor fan, mm -hmm. and um, I have gone. Pretty far throughout the casting for Big Brother, mm -hmm. and I've done, you know, uh, callbacks and mm -hmm. semifinals, you know, right. so far. And so when I got the call from Robot Combat League, they had told me that they have seen tapes of me from when I went into Big Brother. Okay. And they kept telling me that there there was this robot show and that I'd be fighting robots and stuff and that the prize money was bigger than Big Brother. Like they kept <laughs> saying all that stuff. And I was thinking, this is Survivor. I know it's Survivor. <laughs> They're calling me. They're tricking you. It's a trick. <laughs> it's a trick. So I literally went into like the very first day of filming mm -hmm. thinking I was going to go off into flying to some, you know, some <laughs> remote island. island. <laughs> you know, like, nope. You just went to a... Saying my goodbyes to my went, family. You just went to a stage studio in Northern California. <laughs> and then I walked in. I'm like, oh, this, this is robots. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? It was an experience of a lifetime. Now, were you partnered with somebody? I was. And okay. it was somebody that I didn't know. Most of the partners mm -hmm. were, uh, they, they never met. Okay. You know, except for there was a father-daughter mm -hmm. duo who um, obviously have a relationship with right. each other. Because they're father-daughter. Let's hope. And so, um, other than that, everybody did not know who their partners mm -hmm. were. And so, that's how we, we did the little meet and greet, you mm -hmm. know, beforehand. And um, it was kind of like some something that you learned as, you know, you went along. Right. You, you start to learn things about these people. Now, you know... They're like my friends for a lifetime. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know, I met some really incredible people throughout this process. And it was just, again, an experience of a lifetime. Not too many people can say they controlled an eight-foot-tall giant robot and used it in combat. Now, that was that was your role. You controlled the robot. I controlled... I was the robo jockey okay. who controlled the upper half of the robot. Mm -hmm. So that was like the punching and the twisting mm -hmm. and turning. And then the robo tech, which is the person who controls the lower half. And that's right. like all the movement. Mm -hmm. So they, they're in there working their little gear stuff. I can't even tell you <laughs> about, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know, and, um, they controlled the ring. So together we have to coordinate, you know, mm -hmm. our punches. So we would have to communicate. A lot, oftentimes you can't hear each other, so you do have to scream right. to like, you know, let them know like, you know, move me back, move me back. And, mm -hmm. you know, he has to move back and I have to go forward and we have to like control our punches mm -hmm. and blocking, you know, we, that all goes together. Right. So, um, so yeah, that was a thing that we had to learn <laughs> throughout the process and, uh, Okay, so I went into this show mm -hmm. thinking I'm probably going to be the first one out. <laughs> and I, you, you know, if you watch Big Brother, mm -hmm. you watch Survivor, or any type of like 
uh, competition series, right. you're like, you do not want to be the first one <laughs> no, out. No, you don't want to be the first one. That's like, no. Yeah. And so um, my fear was being the first one out. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, all I have to do is just get through this one fight. This first <laughs> fight, just get through it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it's 50-50 chance. Right. You know, it's not you going up against a whole bunch of house and you have all these other people that could be picked off. Right. It's like, no, if you don't win, you're out. And so um, I had a lot of people uh, say that they were very surprised. That <laughs> <laughs> you made it past the program. Well, not surprised that I went past the... It, it's the, the response that they got from... Um, me fighting. Mm-hmm. I guess I released some kind of beast <laughs> that I forgot that I had because I hadn't done any competition. So it since went I back to track. the junior high track, your college yeah, track. Yeah, that all all that blood and that adrenaline came mm-hmm. back to me, and I mm-hmm. hadn't felt that in so long right. that even I was like, "Whoa, where did this come from? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what is happening?" They were calling me She-Hulk, and I'm like, I'm "Wonder Woman." Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm a no, warrior. No, 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 not a she-hole. I'm not green. But no, it's still like that was their impression right, that right, they got right. was the fact that, you know, I walked in and mm-hmm. I'm being me and right. then all of a sudden, like, I'm completely Going to this, murder you. Yeah, like, you can see it in my <laughs> eyes. Nice. nice. <laughs> so so what, what was the, I mean, what was the process like, I guess, getting ready for like, the, like your first fight? Like, what was, did you have to, like... I mean, I, I just I don't even know what to ask. I was weird, just, crazy concept. I didn't even know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous. And it was like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, pretty yes. much, right? Where it's like standing, moving robots fighting yes. each other. Yes, In, into a ring. And yeah. I was extremely nervous. Because, again, I did not right. want to be the first one out. But once, like, the first punch hit... Mm-hmm. I was in it to win it. <laughs> you know, I was not backing out. Um, and when I seen like the hydraulic fluids just like busting out of the other robot, I was like, "This yes. is awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> what um, you made it to to the finals, right? All the way to the finals, yes. Oh wow! Yeah. But you, did, you didn't win. I did not. Not to throw, win. not to bring up bad memories. I did not win, but you know what? Amber and Dave mm-hmm. are amazing. Mm-hmm. They are great you know, family. Mm-hmm. Their family is very supportive. I still remain friends with them to this oh, day. Awesome. They are awesome. Um, if I had to lose to any team, I'm happy that it was them. It was that team. Because they were so encouraging. Oh, that's fantastic. And um, they're still encouraging. And so, uh, but yeah, you know, obviously it sucked because, you know, the struggle is real right. and that money could have helped. Yeah, you, <laughs> and you get so far, like you work so hard to get so far. Yes, and, and you know what? Not, it really yeah. could have been anyone's win at mm-hmm. that point. It was such an epic fight. Right. You know, uh, neither one of us knew what was going to happen. Right, absolutely. And so... Um, yeah, it went a real still ending, so I'm happy for them. Nice. <laughs> you know, and I'm just happy to have the opportunity. Because, again, mm-hmm. I may not have won the money, the prize, but mm-hmm. I won friendships. Mm-hmm. I won the experience. Absolutely. And uh, I fought robots, and my son got to watch them. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know? Like, that's, that's pretty... Who needs to put that on their resume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fought I, robots. No, what's actually really funny... Hugh Jackman, that's it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro, yeah. What's really funny is uh, my son was in kindergarten mm-hmm. during that time, okay. and... We weren't allowed to speak about it because it didn't air until like months later. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't allowed to talk about what I was doing. And uh, my son had like a writing assignment, you know, and it, uh, I have, the, I had it as my cover on Facebook for a long time. So if you're, uh, you know, go through my Facebook page, you can scroll through and you'll see it. But um, 
He he drew robots, mm-hmm. and the sentence he wrote is, "I'm going to watch my mom fight robots." That's awesome. And so, like the teacher, actually, I went to a uh, a, um, a field trip to the library with them, and like mm-hmm. the teacher asked, he's like, "Okay, I gotta ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you fight? What's going on in your family?" And my response just was, "Shh." <laughs> so, <laughs> just, yeah, let's keep it a mystery. But, um, but yeah, so he was talking about it at school and everything. So, so for those listening that are wrestling fans, did you get to meet Chris Jericho? Yes, of course. What, how, what was he like? I uh, know he's super nice, super mm-hmm. kind, and very professional. He mm-hmm. had a lot going on during the time that he was filming. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing so much more work aside from Robot Combat mm-hmm. League. So for him to be able to pull off all of that and still be professional right. and knowing what he needs to do, like mm-hmm. he completely like nailed it mm-hmm. he was awesome so was he doing he must have been I, Fozzie must have been he must have been starting to build Fozzie at the time his I, I believe so yeah mm-hmm. um, that's awesome yeah it's nice to hear that he was a nice and my, guy my little nephew Johnny got to uh, meet him oh that's fantastic so that, he was really excited because he was a huge Chris Jericho fan so uh, to be able to like <laughs> give that to my nephew the little, was white, awesome. little Y2J moment Yes, and my whole family came down. I had friends that came down oh, to watch fantastic. the whole experience and come into the at the, in the finale. Mm-hmm. Everybody got to go into the arena. Oh, that's it cool. It was pretty cool. Now, can you get Chris Jericho on our show? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I haven't spoken to him since Robot Combat League. He's a very busy oh, guy. Oh, no, yeah, he's very busy. But, uh, you know, just tweet out. <laughs> you know, hey, I talked to Ashley Mary Nunes. I don't know if you know. Um, so, uh, okay, so any takeaways from that that you could that you've kind of taken on uh on your continued okay. career one thing that i took on from that mm-hmm. was um you know there are people like producers and stuff like that edit the crap out of you know films mm-hmm. and one thing that happened from that show was that um i they when i played when they played it back and i watched it on tv i talked a lot about my son mm. like all I all you heard from me was like I'm doing this for my son. I'm crying, mm-hmm. and that's not all I talked about. <laughs> you know? so, that, that, they made that your story. They made that my story. Yeah. They found a story within everybody, mm-hmm. and you know went with it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had many stories going on. So mm-hmm. they're going to pick the story that they feel is going to have you know get the best reaction for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted me to be that you know single mom that was fighting for her son. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, I had a ton of other things, you know, that was going on. I had, I talked about my competitive side. I talked about my history with track and growing up with four older brothers and that I was born to fight and all this, you know, good stuff. And no, I'm doing this for my son. (laughs) (laughs) All they showed. I have brothers. And then you cut away. (laughs) You know, and another huge thing that I did that for, I I fought for um, my my brother, my oldest brother, Robert, passed Mm -hmm. away when I was, uh, thank you. When I was uh, in junior high, not junior high, a junior in high school, mm-hmm. and so um, I there I had a portion where like this is I was doing that for him as mm-hmm. well, right. and I just the fact that everybody else was there, mm-hmm. I wanted a piece of him to be there too. Absolutely. So I spoke about him, and I fought for my son. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they wanted from me. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that I can learn about that is that. You, you never know what's going to get edited. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you could be portrayed a certain way that's right. not necessarily all you. Right. And so, uh, 
Yeah, editing. Yeah, we, we, had, we had a conversation with uh, an actor previously where we talked about like doing interviews and how mm-hmm. they can you know edit kind of what you say. And uh-huh. I think I asked that question, like, has they, have they ever misrepresented something you've said? And I, I think he said he has, not yet, but he knows that does ha- that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, reality TV is not so much reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the thing with reality competition... Mm-hmm. Like, that's all real. Like, right. everything that they're saying is them. They're right. real. Now, there's scripted reality TV, and that's like, you know, the ones that you see on E, mm-hmm. like those types of reality shows. Mm-hmm. It's more like, okay, this is what the story's going to be. You guys are going to go to the nail shop. Yeah. And you guys are going to talk about, you know, this yeah. boy or something. Yeah. Some event. An event, the... and they, they stage it, yeah. you know. And there may be things that now they're preparing things to say right. or what they want to say on camera and, mm-hmm. and start whatever. And then it escalates, but that's scripted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In you the middle know? of this uh, wedding, why don't you uh, go over and talk to Jesse about yes. what he said to you that one time. I don't think this is the good place to do it. No, no, it's the best place to do it. <laughs> yes. Or they'll also, like, have um, a group of girls and maybe... Uh, they're both talking to the same guy and mm-hmm. they don't know it yet right. but they, then they, they schedule that guy to go mm-hmm. and go to the place where they are yeah. and if, then now the drama starts or mm-hmm. they're, they're talking now right. so um, you know that's more sc- yeah. Yeah, scripted it's, sta- it's staged, but, um, staged reality competition like Big Brother mm-hmm. and uh, Survivor Robot Combat League from what, no one told me anything to say mm-hmm. or where something was going right um, they asked questions right they always they asked a lot of questions about my son mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah they, they asked the questions and I gave my answers right. and they just kind of Played and it, they just the played it whatever way they want. I mean, yeah. they got a ton of footage. <laughs> yeah. You know, and all that footage was not shown. Right. But um, it's yeah. all about shaping a story. Shaping a yeah. story, and that's how they do it. They have they have um they have like a scripter or whatever mm-hmm. you know that kind of picked out what our stories were going to be, what right. they were going to uh, use, and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, put it together. Put it together. Um, so let's move on to uh, Inhuman Resources. Yes! So <laughs> what what was that? How did that come about? Who did you play? Okay, so this was actually the big jump really back into acting. Aside mm-hmm. from, I did do uh, some short, shorts, horror shorts for my brother right. before this. But what got me really into uh, wanting to do like you know movies and and moving out and everything mm-hmm. was Inhuman Resources. Oh, nice! It was originally titled um, Red Ink, mm-hmm. and what happened was I was on Facebook and on these little ad things that you saw on the side, mm-hmm. I, I saw you know um, a competition for you know uh, potential roles. Like you would film your role mm-hmm. because it didn't what they were using it for didn't require like the best quality just right. you know good enough uh, because those were just going to be like quick little scenes that were going to be happening mm-hmm. uh, in the opening credits okay and so um i picked one of the scenes there were like four different ones and i'm like okay i'll be this relative and so what i did uh, you could see the other submissions and i'm like everyone's kind of just like sitting down trying to get really tearful and crying and everything and i'm like let me see what i can do that could be a little different Mm -hmm. so i i kind of did i brought my nephew into it and uh, as just a a, an extra person we didn't really show Mm -hmm. his face but we showed him and I sent the tape to my brother Todd, who's here in LA. Right. And he looked at it and he was like, okay, you gotta be moving. 
you can't be standing still. You got to be moving. You got to have some type of activity mm-hmm. going on. Because um, I'm supposedly being interviewed by, not really being interviewed, but uh, reporters are coming to me, mm-hmm. and I'm a victim of what are I'm a. Um, daughter of a victim mm-hmm. of a killing okay and so uh they're trying to get answers right and you know and so we kind of brought the reporter to life as well mm-hmm. and uh we had like someone you know there you know pretending that they've already asked me like the questions or they're trying to mm-hmm. swarm me with questions or reporters are trying to swarm so we brought the car into it and right. we just made it like an action it wasn't it necessarily thing. it's more ang- anger and frustration right. like get out of my face i'm dealing with you know right. some heavy stuff and rather than sitting down and crying and it what came it went off a voting system mm-hmm. And then they said within the voting system, I guess there was like a few, whatever made it to the top was what the director was going to choose. Right. And so mine made it to the first, you know, round mm-hmm. so the director could see. And I remember them saying that they're going to announce like the winner <laughs> at, at a certain time in the video. Mm-hmm. And they were announcing each uh, one, mm-hmm. you know. And when it came down to uh, the the victim, mm-hmm. and they played my video, I was like, "Holy yes. crap!" You know, I won. I did it. <laughs> and what happened is, is that the the quality of the film is great. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, it it played on uh, HBO. I've had people say that they've seen me on there. I'm like, <laughs> nice. I, I'm clear enough where you can see me, and I have lines, so mm-hmm. you know, it's enough to see, and I'm in the credits too. Right. So, um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I ended up going to the directors from Australia. So all the the main, the lead actors were all from Australia. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted an opportunity to bring uh, fans or fans of horror or Mm -hmm. actors, you know, to be a part of their film. That was a a good way of their marketing for their movie. Right. And so the director ended up coming uh, to L.A. and I got to... uh, do see a screening with my, my brother brought him all, along board mm-hmm. and we saw a screening of the film and the film was like great and then all of a sudden i'm at uh best buy and i see the film fangoria mm-hmm. um it's a fangoria mm-hmm. uh production so they kind of uh took over it so i'm like this is pretty cool mm-hmm. like you could buy like that's like i guess you could say the first movie that i had right that is dvd that's awesome so well, congratulations oh, on being you. chosen and that was like in 2011 <laughs> i believe is when i did it and mm-hmm. in 2012 is when the movie came out oh wow that's awesome yeah nice um thank you so so now you have several movies you've worked on like you said before with your brother mm-hmm. uh todd yes. nunez todd nunez um <laughs> What's it? I mean, what you've worked Scary Larry yes. off the house, and you're working on Death Ward thirteen right yes. now, which is a remake of Don't Go Into the Basement. Yes, <laughs> nailed it. Hashtag research. No notes. Nailed it. I know you weren't even looking off down. Off the top of the dome. Um, the whole time, I'll be honest. Earlier today, I was earlier during the interview. I was like, "What is the remake of? What is it called?" And I was thinking for sure. At first, I was like, "Don't say something." Was what I was thinking. Like that's not a film. That doesn't make sense. Um, so. Like, just, what's it like working with your brother in general, like working with family? Like, what, how do you guys handle problems? And, and I, I mean, obviously not every relationship is constantly mm-hmm. perfect. No. So how do you I guys... mean, we definitely have our brother-sister moments. Right, right. Absolutely. And um, that's one thing that you have to kind of turn off when you're on set. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, there are certain things that I would probably do as a annoying little sister, mm-hmm. you know, that I can't do right. <laughs> on set. There's a, a respect level mm-hmm. that, you know, like I, I give my brother respect when, you know, we're on set. I mean, I give, I give him respect. I mean, we have <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's one thing that we've learned is when we're on set, mm-hmm. we're professionals, we're respectable and, um, and we, we work well together. Mm-hmm. And again, like he can still bring that history of brother sister to, to the set as far as, you know, he can ask me to to stay longer. He right. can ask me to jump out of a window right. and I'll do it. You know, like mm-hmm. he can ask certain things of me that he may not want to ask another actor because of budget wise, mm-hmm. you know, like would they be comfortable with it or would we need a double? Right. Uh, if they're doing other projects, you know, they may not want the risk of getting hurt mm-hmm. and things like that. Or their manager may not, you know. Yeah. So that's one thing that we have that, you know, but we, we definitely work well together. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, he's my favorite director. <laughs> I definitely see him as like a John Carpenter, like as a Wes Craven, I think he has that ability. Mm-hmm. And um, for him to be able to do what he did with All Through the House and having a much far less budget than mm-hmm. what they ever had right. on their films, like it's it's mind-blowing. People think that that movie was made for a lot more than what it really was. Yeah, absolutely. Do you... Now, when you're, is it, when you're on set, is it like he is... Todd, the director, and mm-hmm. you're, you know, Ashley, the actress, and so there is a little. You, know, you still obviously have the brother and sister, so yeah. but it's very much like he's the director, I'm the actress. Mm-hmm. I know he's in charge. Yes. So when you do have a moment of heatedness, how do you guys usually resolve it? We really haven't had too many of those mm-hmm. on set. Okay. You know, to be honest, that's good. We really haven't. Um, like I said, on set, it's very, very professional and. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I have like an idea to maybe help something, mm-hmm. you know, I may shoot it at him, right. but if I'm not going to push anything, if right. that's not his vision or mm-hmm. anything, then, you know, it's all what he wants. Mm-hmm. And so he can take it and sometimes he has right. and, uh, good. That's good, you know, for him. And if there's something, you know, then, I mean, I'm usually a good eye on set. Mm-hmm. Like if things are, uh, out of place. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, no, 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 that was not there mm-hmm. before that this, you know, this will be, uh, people will notice this. Right. <laughs> you know? So right. we need, we need to put, you know, this cup back right here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've definitely played eyes on set and oh, just nice. making sure that things are in place. I love being on set though too, <laughs> besides fun. just acting. I love mm-hmm. being a part of the whole filmmaking process. Right. Well, I was going to say, taking off that, like, what have you learned from working with him? Like, what have you grown? How have you grown? Oh my gosh, I've, I've learned so much respect for indie filmmakers mm-hmm. and appreciation for the time that we do get more, like, which we will be getting a bigger budget mm-hmm. for Death War 13. Yay. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for my brother mm-hmm. and having this moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, just moving on up, just mm-hmm. keep moving on up to that studio budget film. <laughs> but what comes along with that is um, I have, when we get there, I'm going to remember where we came from. Absolutely. You know, there are some directors that have the opportunity and the money was just flowing at them mm-hmm. that they don't really know mm-hmm. the, the hardships that it is, you know, on, <laughs> on set of an mm-hmm. indie film and you're wearing like 
10 hats, you know, right. I'm an actor wearing 10 hats, mm-hmm. you know, on set. So I have a lot more than just, you know, knowing my scene and knowing my lines. Mm-hmm. And I'm worrying about other actors and caring, you know, making sure that they're taken care of and that they're comfortable and that, you know, everything flows nicely. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Um, what would you say of, what, what's been, what's been the hardest scene for you to do in the, in, in, uh, like Scary Larry in, you know, uh, off of the house, what was been, what's been a hard scene and how did you kind of overcome like that Like a hard scene. To film, like to, to get through, like, to get yeah, through. like maybe emotionally or physically Well, or... I would probably say majority of all through the house was a struggle for me, mm-hmm. not necessarily for, uh, delivering. It was the fact that I was... I was so sick mm. throughout the whole filming of that movie that um, there are scenes where my voice sounds like my voice and then there are scenes you could tell that I was well you may not be able to tell but I can tell <laughs> the difference between my voices and um, that I was sick and a lot of times it's just struggling to get it out mm-hmm. and um, being on set and ha- wearing all those hats you know I get a tickle in my throat mm-hmm. and there's another scene going on <laughs> and I'm in that scene right. oh the struggle for holding that cough mm-hmm. or that tickle was very very hard and having to run out the door so I could like release it and you know not affect the scene and having the sound pick it up that was a huge struggle so uh, yeah filming while sick was you know really tough was really tough and being able to have those emotional scenes mm-hmm. and uh chase scenes and things like that uh while being sick was mm-hmm. tough you no. always whatever's going on in your life you know production does not stop for you so you gotta work with it what you got yeah. work with it so you guys are about to do death Ward 13 the poster yes. is fantastic oh, you're, you're on the poster yes it's, which is really it's really a, i mean if it's one of those things especially if you're a horror fan like my best friend from dallas where i'm from in texas mm-hmm. is a huge horror fan like oh, he just went to frightmare weekend there oh nice and, uh this uh Past yeah, weekend, yeah, yeah. Doyle was there. Oh, <laughs> Doyle from Misfits. Oh, nice. Um, he was currently, he, yeah, he's uh, been announced as one of our our lead killers. Oh, nice. He'd be playing the Duke. <laughs> uh, more information about that would be coming soon. <laughs> soon, yes. But um, yeah, he was just at uh, Frightmare. Frightmare weekend, yeah. Yes, in um, Texas. Yeah, he and, he has. I mean, he has. All the Fangora B movie, like yes. he loves the Sashka sister, awesome. yes. and, and stuff like that. Um, and so, like I told him, I was like, you know, I have this girl who's been in some horror films before, and, and, and I'm, I'm interviewing her. And I was like, so I'm like, I'm getting that feeling that you get, like it's really <laughs> exciting. And so, like, see, but like seeing like that Death War poster, like that's a poster I think that would attract him. Like he'd be like, that is fantastic oh, as that horror awesome. fan, like, lifetime horror fan. And so, um, what's, what's, are there anything, anything else you're working on other than Death Uh, Yes, I'm actually getting ready to start filming for a movie called Safe Place. Okay. Uh, directed by Nick Hunt. Nice. Uh, he's from Florida, so I, majority of the filming will be done in Florida, Mm -hmm. and I will be shooting a teaser soon here. Oh, fantastic. For the for the movie. And but yeah, we'll be filming that towards the end of this year. Okay. And I'm really excited. I'll be playing a awesome character. I get to put in some, you know, some of my uh, 
fighting skills. Your robot combat skills. Robot combat skills, you know? <laughs> right. Um, into my character. So I'll be playing the lead, which I'm super excited. Yay. And uh, Lloyd Kaufman has a cameo role oh, in nice. the film, which is awesome. And so I'm excited to be in a movie alongside him. Right, absolutely. <laughs> which is pretty cool. So Fantastic. I have that going. I have as um, a role where I get to play a mother mm. uh, so in a uh, a film called Sammy mm-hmm. I, it's actually really cool because uh, uh, Jimmy Winchell's from uh, Turlock he actually is a Stanislaus State alumni mm-hmm. like me mm. and so we have that kind of bond mm-hmm. going into this and um, I did he does a podcast as well and I was on his show and that's when we learned all about, you know, <laughs> you know being, uh, having a, a, a connection. Right. Yeah, just like Vacaville. Yeah. Right. Um, so from there, he was like, well, well, you know, I'm doing this movie. This is the movie that I want, I want to get going. Mm-hmm. And so it's called Sammy. And uh, right now they're getting ready to uh, get in, into production. They're in pre-production for that right. and getting the ball rolling. So I'm excited to do that. <laughs> Fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so Yeah. When's uh, Death Ward Thirteen start filming? Um, pretty soon, pretty from what I from what I'm hearing. Okay. You know, uh, things are a little different than with mm-hmm. All Through the House because right. there's a bigger budget right. involved, so I don't get all the lowdown, mm-hmm. you know, on what's going on mm-hmm. until pretty much after the fact. So when I I did find out about Doyle before it was released. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do know that, but yeah, they're they're working on you know some things and some exciting things that I cannot wait to share. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it is happening, and again, I'm so happy for my brother. I would love to have your brother on sometime. Yes, I, chat with him. he's so much fun to talk to. Him, so you guys would have a blast <laughs> nice. talking to him. Absolutely, we need to set that up. Um, so obviously, you have uh, a big following on Instagram. You have, I think, about fifteen thousand. Yeah, I mean, the the ball is like moving on up. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cool. So I, just real quick, um, what is it about Instagram and social media that you enjoy, and how did you grow? that following to, to, you know, there's people out there with like 400 people like, how, how do I get to like that 15,000, 16,000 spot? Like, well, what, what you know, did you do? When I first got on Instagram, I really didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was just posting as if I was posting my, my life right. on uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, to my, my friends. It's all about my friends. And I didn't really do a whole lot of like promotion for it. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't until, um, I started posting more Wonder Woman stuff Mm -hmm. and uh, going to conventions and posting that where I noticed that people responded. Right. And then I I would hashtag Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. and things like that. But um, it wasn't until I met my friend Danny Shaka, Mm -hmm. who is a queen at marketing for Instagram. She's grown her following so well because she knows how to reach her target audience. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of taught me, you know, like hashtags are important. Mm-hmm. Um, tagging yourself in, um, uh, uh, on handles or pages that have interest in you. Mm-hmm. Like there's tons of geeky, uh, 
you know, uh, pages out there that mm -hmm. love to share, you know, new things that mm -hmm. they see or find, you know, if they're geared towards cosplay and they see like a really cool picture right. and they may not have noticed your picture, but if you tag them in it, you know, or hashtag their, their name and right. you can see it, then, you know, they may share it on their page if they, you know, think it's cool. Mm -hmm. And from there, you're like sharing each other, you know, information like, they're sharing your page and so their followers see you mm -hmm. and since you're tagged in their photos they like you and right. you tag them in theirs then you know your followers like it's like sharing right absolutely <laughs> that's awesome um what you know do you communicate with people uh, that that follow you do you do you know i like try i try to there's there's some posts that it gets kind of hard to keep up with right. it all depends on what time of the day that you post mm -hmm. you know some days I post at the right time mm -hmm. and then you get all these comments and it's hard to possibly keep up with all of them. Right, right Or some right. of the comments are the same as mm -hmm. an answer that you gave to others. So right, then right. You, instead of being all repetitive, you try right. to like respond to the one. One and let one they the can question. find, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully they, you know, will understand, you know, you can't respond back to the same question like mm -hmm. five times. You, right. you just say it once. Right. Um, but I am getting better at responding back because I feel like the connection with um, your fans are important. Absolutely. And the people who are following you are important. Like if you do not care who they are, mm -hmm. then they're going to stop caring who you are. Mm -hmm. So uh, especially if you haven't reached it to that A-list, you know, Oscar winning, you know, moment, mm -hmm. you know, it's good to have that connection. Mm -hmm. um, so just kind of wrap up. Uh, any last tips for aspiring actors or models or Instagram, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Insta-famous uh, aspirations out there? Uh, yes. Well, first of all, just don't give up. Mm. If this is your passion and you know if it's your passion, you know, if it's your passion, do not give up because your time will come. Mm -hmm. You know, you will get that role. You will get the role that's right for you. Mm -hmm. So it's like go out on as many auditions as you can and the role, your role will come to you. Right. It may not come from an audition too. Mm -hmm. It may come from a connection that you have met. Mm -hmm. You know, most of my roles come from the connections that I have met. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes, you know, there may be a, uh, a director or a casting director that sees you from one audition from a, and may cast you in a completely different project. Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't give up and don't lose faith in yourself. If it's your passion, mm -hmm. keep going. The struggle is real, <laughs> but just keep going. Mm -hmm. Don't give up. Okay, I'm going to ask one more question real quick before we close out. Okay. All right. Mary? Yes. I'm going to keep it clean. Date uh -huh. or kill? Bad girl? Wonder Woman? Supergirl? So I would have to go to a different route, right? <laughs> okay, so I would marry Wonder Woman mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because she's just all about love and peace and I definitely need love and peace to keep me humble and to keep me positive. Absolutely. Um, date. Batgirl okay. would be cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Swatch out for Joker. That's all I'm saying. Swatch out for Joker. And uh, kill. Who's the kill? Supergirl. Supergirl. Oh, oh. It's tough. No. It's tough. Yep. We got to give her that kryptonite. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Does that change anything? That changes everything. Because <laughs> my best friend is Supergirl. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Robin your best friend. Yeah. It's just, uh, yes. My best friend is Supergirl, so it's like, dude... 
Robin, are you okay if we date? Because, like, I can't kill you. Well, if you're best friends already, I'm sure you'd have a great time dating. Yeah, we would have a great time. I mean, I'm married to Wonder Woman. So, so And that's not okay. changing. So, so you're going to kill that girl. Um, I mean, she has been in a wheelchair for a month. Like so, really, you're just freeing her. I'm trying to think that, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry, that girl. Well, thank uh, you so much for being here with us. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, are you? Uh, we'll come back next time with a little bit of a roundtable discussion. Yes. Uh, over a few topics. Uh, so we, I can't wait for that. I know Michael can't wait for that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we'll talk more about Macaville. I know. Real quick, where can people find you? Um, you can find me. Really, you can search Ashley Mary Nunes, mm-hmm. and my name will pop up on pretty much all social media. Right. Um, I'm Girl Wonder. With on the Twitter, one, the number one. with the number one, one so it's D-E-R. Girl Wonder, <laughs> and then on Instagram, I'm Girl Wonder 2002. 2002. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Uh, back to you, Michael and Daniel, in the studio. Uh, bye. <laughs>Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Michael here with Daniel. What up? That was an amazing conversation. She fought robot. She's from Vacaville. Oh, Daniel, oh, she's God. she's from Vacaville, <laughs> and and so okay. You, you guys, you guys were not in the room. No. When she said Vacaville, Michael literally leaped from his chair like he just heard she was gonna give him a million dollars. <laughs> It was fantastic to see. It was amazing. You just, everyone, like, we've talked about on the show how large, how many people, how many thousands of people are in this town. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've heard this expression, and I say it time and time again, it is the smallest town in the world. Absolutely. Because <laughs> we're in the room with Wonder Woman herself, and apparently she's from Vacaville. From Vacaville. <laughs> um, but what I love about that, though, was like, her opening up about where she was Mm -hmm. um you know she was doing an amazing work working with uh kids in that situation but realizing that that's not what was making her happy Mm -hmm. right like she she respects the people that did that and like she knows that a lot of people do get fulfillment but she just had that constant question of like i want to go yeah and the strength that it takes to make that decision to Mm -hmm. go from i have this stable job that you know could well pay for everything my, my life yeah. and stuff because you know the cost of living up in vacaville is you know probably easier than la yeah uh but to make that jump mm-hmm. i think is incredible and for me I, i've got to get her props and ashley i hope you're listening um i hope so too yeah really I do too. um but to to go out there on hollywood boulevard dressed like wonder woman and it's that takes something that I don't have. Well, I mean, like first it takes, you know, being a girl that can dress like Wonder Woman. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's I just, I just can't I can't imagine like being Superman or Spider Man. Well, we we've been paranormal investigators. Yeah. For, during Halloween Horror Nights, but the con you always have to be on, right? You yeah. always have to be performing. And dealing with. So many different types of people, good and bad. Yeah, so many, so many people who are who who are on their own hustle and yeah. stuff like that. But she even kind of talked about it how there are those, you know, people who try to disturb, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those who are actually there to do the good work mm-hmm. and give people 
some form of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they're, and they're a family. Like, you can tell, like, pictures on her Facebook mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They're, they, they're, they're close. They're and, like a union. And what I just enjoy is the, the joy that she has. She mm-hmm. brings so much joy mm-hmm. to that work. Because I could, you know, I've known people who've done, like, character work like mm-hmm. that. And for them, it's a drag. But right. for her, she embraces it so much. Because it's not only about, you know, the experience of being on Hollywood Boulevard. It's she's playing that character. It's the experience of being that character and yeah. what what that character represents to others. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, in case you don't follow us on social media, we uh, and we'll we'll definitely make sure that it gets posted this week. Uh, she got to meet Gal Gadot yeah. at the Wonder Woman. And she, Gal Gadot premiere. signed her like prince princess uh, tiara. Crown, yeah, tiara. And like she like oh my god, I, I'm sure that was just like she got to go to the premiere. Of Wonder Woman, and like that must have been like the best day of her life. And and if you didn't hear it just now in the interview, she is so excited for this movie. I I can't wait to see it. I I haven't seen it yet. I just got a text from my roommate Gordon. Apparently, we're going to see it tomorrow night. (laughs) Daniel, do you want to come? I'll I'll see what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think she was so much fun to talk to. I can't wait till you guys hear part two. Yes. Um, You know, I, I. it's on that next, uh, you know, in part two, Michael sits with us and we sit and talk. Two back of villains. Two back of villains and a Dallasian yeah. uh, Texan. We sit and we talk about comic books. We talk about um, living in LA. We, and we talk more about, about the role of horror movies. Yeah. We, we kind of open it up and kind of have a talk, uh, conversation about mm. violence in movies. Mm. and But also talking about that from an artistic side and, mm. you know, just talking about that medium yeah. in general and, and we kind of talk about uh we talk about stereotyping and and the stereotyping in acting as act as an actor and also in other genres as well the stereotyping extend past just acting mm-hmm. um is another topic and then again like i said we talk about comic books and superheroes yeah and what they mean to us but so what did you get out of this interview uh please let us know we're on social media uh we're on twitter at la Hustlecast, and we're also on facebook and instagram at hollywood hustle podcast and if you have any questions or thoughts or you have a question that you'd like for us to ask ashley nunez uh, please email us at hollywood hustle podcast at gmail.com and please remember to continue leaving reviews uh, for us on iTunes, we really, really appreciate it. That's really helping this podcast go a long way. And, of course, we're also on Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. I mean, anywhere you listen, we're pretty much there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, until part two, uh, there's only nothing else to say except keep, keep up, up the hustle. This episode of the Hollywood Hustle podcast was hosted by Daniel Tuttle and produced with Michael Lutheran. Kel Torados is our sound engineer, and Mike Tobias edited our website. For more information about the show, please visit our website at hollywoodhustlepodcast.com.